Frank, we have not done a special edition in almost a year, and I figured if Apple is making super cheap, super awesome new iPads for everyone, then I think it's time for us to <laughs> to take on Apple as as they take on the classroom. It's a pretty cool event today. Yeah, it was a cool event, but I was actually just thinking there, maybe it's only iOS events we do special events for. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's going on there? We, we should do the Android special events too. But yeah, education. I, I kind of thinking of this as the cheap iPad event <laughs> because that was kind of the most striking thing to me. We're getting a new uh, powerful iPad that's cheap. So that's good. And I yeah, guess it's really doing interesting. stuff for the classroom. Yeah, I mean, I think the the interesting part here is two-factor. One is iPad sales are continuously down year over year because you don't upgrade iPads unless you're no. a developer and you yeah. need iPad Pros or things. But even mm-hmm. still, you're not getting a new iPad every year. Right. Um, unlike your phone or so. And that's a problem. And it's actually a it's a testament to the hardware too. It's amazing how long they work, especially if you got a high end one at the time. Then they do, they just last forever. You don't really need to upgrade them. Yeah, even it's on funny the, how even on the Android front, I think it's the same. Like Heather has her same tablet for mm-hmm. the last four years. She's like, it works, yeah. it's fine. It plays Netflix. It plays Netflix. Right. Yeah. I browse so. the web. It gets the email. <laughs> it gets the email. <laughs> but this is uh this is the classroom. I think um uh, Google has been doing very well with their Chromebooks in the classroom. And I think Apple, this is their response to let's, let's up the competition a little bit and let's see what we can do with iPads. Yeah, and I can speak to that really quick too because my niece, uh, she actually um, is in a smart classroom. That's what I'm going to, I guess, smart or, or high-tech classroom where they have mm. Chromebooks. And yeah. um, she actually really likes it. You know, I think that it's a very rugged pretty cheap uh, looking yeah. uh, device. I think that the classroom, they're only like 150 or $200 or so. And that said, um, it is definitely not a super powerful machine. Uh, it <laughs> is pretty low tech. It has a trackpad, it has a keyboard, yeah. but at the same time it's hers. Like it's her piece of hardware that she gets to keep. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. logs in. And some really interesting points here is that it's kind of something that will go on over time with her because you can always take notes. You can always sign on to the digital classroom that these uh, schools have mm-hmm. built up. But that said, uh, it's pretty rugged because it has some duct tape on it. It, you know, it's <laughs> fallen a few times. Let's just say it's. Are they? Uh, it's pretty do they good. have a touch screen? Do you have to protect the touch screen? That one did not have a touch screen. I okay. don't think, but yeah. I, some of them definitely do. And in fact, um, yesterday. Was they just they just announced uh, Acer just announced a Chrome OS tablet so which will combine Android apps and Chrome OS together in tablet form which is interesting mm-hmm. but I will say I think that the Chrome OS laptop is a win for the classroom because it has a keyboard I think everything is in there and I think that's important as yeah. we kind of talk about the iPad and its penetration into the the classroom um, that Apple really wants mm-hmm. to take so. Yeah, and they were promoting all the non-keyboard stuff, so uh, the pencil got a lot of attention in this one. They're like, look, look, we got this super awesome pencil. And I should mention, I think that's another um, nice thing to see in this event, was that the pencil's making its way out of the pro line, finally, because... I mean, everyone wants a stylus. Pens are good. Pens are an efficient way to write things. And so uh, it's it's nice that the pencil is making its way into lower-end models. 
what, $330 for us normal people and $300 for students? That's correct. So the new iPad is the 9.7-inch iPad, which is the most popular iPad. It's what I own today, uh, which is a very nice Mm -hmm. iPad. And yeah, so it's $299 for uh, students. Uh, If you want to buy the Apple Pencil, that'll be an extra $99 for the normals and $89 for students and teachers. So... You're looking. They're also. I don't know. You're looking at. They're also allowing third-party pencils for the first time. Uh, So there's a fifty-dollar pencil you can get now from Logitech. I think it was. Yes, the Logitech Crayon, which actually is really cool. And when you think about it, that's now forty-nine dollars, and it's more rugged. So, in that instance, perhaps you know, if if a classroom is looking to go all iPad, (laughs) then this could be a, a good use case there. You know, it's funny. I, I wasn't even thinking, but you're right. Like the original Apple Pencil, especially the stupid pen cap on it, mm-hmm. that, that would not survive a classroom. No. That'd be gone in like less than a half a second. Yeah. So I, yeah. I hope the crayon doesn't have that. Yeah. And this new iPad, actually, to be honest with you, I would totally buy this iPad. It's looking like a great device. We've been thinking about buying an iPad to sit around the house to use for FaceTime as uh, Heather makes the move to Android or so I hope. Uh, and mm-hmm. FaceTime has been our big hang-up because all of her family have uh, Apple devices. So uh, my oh, my buddy Luke yeah. said, why don't you just buy an iPad? And just like make that. You're always <laughs> at home making calls. Like, That's a good idea. So this iPad has Touch ID, HD FaceTime, 8 megapixel rear camera, has the Apple's A10 Fusion chip, which is cool, 10 hours of battery yeah. life, and it will even come in a more expensive LTE version if you need it. So it's pretty full-fledged. So. Yeah, and that's a killer little chip. I think they kept showing AR demos. They're, you know, always mm-hmm. promoting AR. <laughs> but um, you can't really do that without a decent little processor. And so they had to put in a decent little processor. I think they were even uh, taking a few little jabs at Chromebooks, saying that this funny little processor is faster than most of those Chromebooks out there. Oh, yeah. So you're... Yeah, so <laughs> they, they got to they gotta promote what they can, and they have awesome little chips. So, yeah, definitely promote that. Yeah, and they, you know... They they took that to the next level. iWork get some updates. I think this was actually pretty cool. I think if you're going to talk about being in a classroom and you need productivity tools, you also need productivity yeah. apps such as numbers and paper pages and, you know, all those clips and all those different um, office type applications, which all got updated with, you guessed it, Apple Pencil support. So they're really into the inking, which is funny that Microsoft was really into the inking a long time ago, and we still are. Still is. Yeah, we love the ink. Yeah. Who doesn't love the ink? I think Microsoft still has the best ink. Microsoft is still killing it. They just have such old and refined tech at this point. But, you know, Apple's catching up, but I think they're doing a good job of it. I'm still using the Notes app usually whenever I want to, like, scribble something on the iPad. Um, actually, I'll give it a shout-out for one awesome app out there called Good Notes. Um, just a really nice pencil app for the iPad. But uh, it's it's funny that the other productivity apps didn't really support the pencil very much. You could like scribble in a few little parts, but it sounds like they have full annotation support. And that's basically what you want. I want to download a book and scribble all over it as I try to figure out what the heck they're talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this is good. I think that, you know, most kids are used to their phones or used to touch screens and in the classroom, it mm-hmm. makes sense. I will say, though, you thought and I thought that perhaps they would do something special for this iPad to make it a rugged type device, but that yeah. would also be very anti-Apple and they did not do that. So did that surprise <laughs> you a bit or what? 
Uh, I mean, when you say it like that's anti-Apple, no, it doesn't surprise me because they love their pieces of glass that <laughs> shatter your hopes and dreams when you drop them. <laughs> but uh, they ended up taking the same approach. I had mentioned before I really like the um, Amazon Fire uh, uh, kids tablet, and that's just a normal tablet with a giant bumper on it to make it rugged and i guess that's the approach apple's recommending they're like well we're still going to give you a hunk of glass but try putting a bumper on it good luck i think this (laughs) i I would have liked to have seen a plastic ipad i think this becomes the problem for me is that they are expecting classrooms to put in three hundred dollars plus fifty dollars plus a third party case from logitech which will be rugged which will probably be fifty dollars and now we're looking at four hundred dollars mm. per device yeah. per student. I mean, maybe yeah. per stu- student because they announced some other cool stuff, which maybe the normals will get too. But mm-hmm. what did you think? So, from a high level, before we move on to some of this cool stuff for the device itself, do you do you think it is an optimal classroom device? Optimal? No, unfortunately not. Um, I still think you kind of want a keyboard. I mean, I don't. It's a terrible thing that we make kids type long reports, but we make kids type long reports. I guess it depends on the class, too. For a science class, it's perfectly fine. A chemistry, physics class, perfect. Um, But if for an English class, it's going to be a little annoying to type reports on it without a keyboard and things like that. I don't know. These young kids, can they handle the on-screen keyboards? Because I would hate to type a 2000 word essay on it. I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. And I think they really need to get it in people's hands. And the the question to me becomes, well, you know, they also announced this new classroom management application um, and multi-user support for the iPad. And yeah. so the question is, are they thinking that every student will get an iPad or is it that, oh, a classroom will get three or four mm-hmm. iPads to do this AR stuff? And then in that case, okay, well, then you don't really need inking and you don't need the hard case you're doing augmented reality stuff but then well are 30 kids going to share five ipads i'm very you know i'm kind of confused on the no. use case there you know <laughs> yeah i actually i'm i'm happy um we, we keep talking around it but let's just say it so they announced multi-user support for the ipad which is a really big change to ios we've never had welcome to the party and we so only this- had it on android for seven Ooh. years <laughs> you don't need it. Well, maybe you do. <laughs> um, uh, but the normals don't get it, as we keep saying. That's that's us so far. But you can imagine maybe iOS. Uh, what's next? 12, 15? Yeah, what are we up like to? That. 12? Well, I thought this was... <laughs> we can assume maybe a WWDC. I thought that this was great, right? Because if you are in a classroom and, and maybe you're... Maybe if I remember when I was in school, maybe if you get an award, oh, you get to I got to go play Math Blasters. That was my award when I was in like fourth ah, grade. Nice. Okay. Math Blasters taught me math yeah. and it was great. And I got to I got computer <laughs> time. So maybe it's now thinking, well, we're mm-hmm. going to buy an iPad or two. And then that student, James, can log in. And that's actually a pretty nice experience it Has your face on it. The student can see, you know, the teachers can see what you're doing. And uh, I thought that was a nice experience. In fact, this entire this entire momentum around building not just curriculum but giving some insight to what the kids are doing on the tablet itself the ipad was i thought Mm -hmm. cool so with that multi-user came a new thing called schoolwork which is a new app um and i think it's called classroom so there's like two apps i think classroom Classroom. right classroom for the kids schoolwork for the teachers and the thing and the idea there is that with schoolwork you can hand out things and projects and activities and homework. homework 
homework, call it yeah, what it is. It's terrible, yeah. but yes, they're giving them homework. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but the cool. uh, yeah, these apps look great. Um, I I never. It sounded like the classroom app has been out before, and I, I actually didn't even know about it. But it sounds really nice, where you can um, take over students' screens, you can project their screens up individually. Just a lot of the things you would assume that a future classroom could do. I guess it actually does. So that was neat to learn about. But then they also got it working on the Mac. And I guess I saw someone tweet, this is for the old teachers who don't want to use <laughs> iPads and still want to use old computers. So you can get that thing running on the Mac. And I just thought that was super cool software because I guess I should have assumed it existed, but I didn't assume it. And so it was just kind of nice to yeah, see. Yeah, I like that it did come to the Mac because when I was in school, we had a bunch of really old Macs. You know, it was, you could yeah. put... um um, you could turn like the the trash can into like Oscar the Grouch or whatever. That's what I used to do on my. Was that? Oh, I don't know nice. what what nice. Apple it was. It was great because you have a big floppy disk and you played Ski Free and it was great. Uh, that, that was my education in the classroom. But we had these big labs, you know, with, yeah. with rooms. So it seems like that's really changing. And mm-hmm. I think they're changing all these software too. So we saw updates to not only the iWork suite but GarageBand and a bunch of other apps that are getting this thing called ClassKit. So can maybe. Frank, explain, you know, yet another kit for us to integrate into our apps. Yeah. You know, I I honestly don't know exactly what this thing is. We were trying to find some docs on it earlier, but Apple hasn't uh, given them out yet. And what it does, um, this is for the homework. (laughs) So when the teacher assigns activities or whatever we're calling it in the schoolwork app, that app fortunately isn't trying to be the whole world. It's interfacing with other apps. And it sounds like ClassKit is the API that we'll use to basically uh, get info from the schoolwork app and, um, you know, send info back like the student's progress or maybe if it's even a testing app, it could be the test scores. I don't know. I'm guessing here a little bit. I'm actually excited for it, though. Um, I think a lot of my apps actually kind of fit into this category, especially iCircuit. I think circuits might be a little too advanced for that. They seem to be targeting more um, elementary and middle school. But, you know, um, if a professor at a college can assign some circuit homework, I'd love to support that. Oh, man, I think that this is absolutely perfect for you, Frank. And in fact, I think you're you're not giving the kids enough credit because right now (laughs) trending in all the the games if you go into the stem areas of target Mm -hmm. i buy my nephews who are 10 years old all of these circuit builders to oh yeah to gamify i think that if you did class this class kit and you had instead of just hey build your own circuits let's build how to make i don't know what circuits are but let's build this thing let's build this thing and then there was some graffiti (laughs) that fell and you got awarded i Mm -hmm. think that this out of the entire event was the most exciting to me because i look at your math your math um yeah you you know a little calca your calca well not only just calca but your math um challenge game or whatever i think you could do that oh that yeah (laughs) you're telling a deep dark secret of my terrible math game that i'm the only one who enjoys it (laughs) i love it i play it all the time but if there was some gamification this i think is nice because we're gamifying the classroom and you know what kids like and what i like as an adult is instant gratification and any way Ah. to bring instant gratification is great i mean here's a good example i was booting up sea of thieves which is a new game from rare one of my favorite publishers here at Microsoft, mm-hmm. and they drop you into the game, and they don't tell you how to do anything. And I am confused. Oh, yeah. 
And you know, I love it. I love it. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was really upset (laughs) for hours until someone explained the game to me. But if I look back on when I played World of Warcraft for the first time, I was immediately brought into a world, told what to do, got rewards, instant gratification. And that's what kids are used to on these mobile uh-huh. devices. And I think ClassKit can really bring that into the classroom. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, this is another one where I feel like some of these features should leak out to us normals. Like, uh, can't I assign my friends some homework? <laughs> like, <laughs> go do this. <laughs> um, but uh, just going back to iCircuit again, it's actually always been a plan of mine to um, turn it into an education app. And it's been years and years, and I've never done it because... Well, it turns out writing books is hard and teaching is hard and all these things. But I think this is finally going to give me the incentive to do that little bit of extra work to add an education component to the yeah. app. All right. Last thing I want to talk about, Frank. Are you ready? Uh-oh. So, There's a few more things. The, so which one are you picking? The big one that I want to talk about is 200 gigs of iCloud storage. How do you feel about that? Oh, seriously? We're ending on that. Oh, you're such a nerd. You're a cheap nerd. Um, <laughs> so what's the uh, the default right now is like five gigabytes. Yeah. And then for students, they're upping it to 200. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Amazing. All the jigs. Yeah. Now, the, oh, the, the question I have is, one, normals will not get this. But what happens when a student... No transfers into becoming a normal are they gonna have to like pay i had the exact same thought <laughs> like well and they're gonna make them uh back charge them oh, a little gosh. bit well for four years <laughs> we're gonna have to take out you knew this was a loan student right? loans for icloud oh my goodness <laughs> oh that's funny i had the exact same question though but it's apple you assume they ask themselves that question too and it's a part of some agreement they just delete all your precious photos all your precious lab reports gone i don't know yeah all right that's a good question yeah my favorite part of the entire event because i want to kind of talk about the event as a whole were there any other specific topics that we missed out already yeah what do we miss i do i do i want to give a little shout out um there um we've had the ibook author program on the mac for a while now and that's great it's a great little program comes with all sorts of weird licensing stuff but whatever it's a nice program well we didn't have anything on the ipad for that and along with the upgrades uh to the iwork suite that you were mentioning are these upgrades to generate ebooks and such from pages and maybe the others but definitely pages so that's super that's a good i I I forgot about that they snuck that in there They, uh, they they snuck in a bunch into this event, I think, actually. I was, it, 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 it almost ended, and then we're like, oh, it's not done yet. And then Tim Tim Cook came back on stage <laughs> and, like, talked for another, you know, five hours about something. Yeah. So. Well, he always closes the show and shows us a very happy, feel-good video at Gotta the end. Gotta have one. <laughs> <laughs> so, in your pantheon of uh, events, how did this one rank? That is a very good question. Um, well, one thing that was really interesting is that they use calligraphy everywhere, which you pointed out immediately. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I am the worst at everything calligraphy and cursive. Oh, uh-huh. excellent. And um, I don't know. I think that I think the event was fine. It was it was fine. I think what will be interesting is how are they yeah. going to align the iPad? I guess this is just the new 9.7 inch iPad. So when you go to the website, there's iPad Pro, yeah. iPad, and iPad Mini, which should just go away at this point. But yeah, uh, does it get more complicated? I don't know. Well, you know, there's 
I'll, I'll take exception to your mini. They should bring the mini back. But um, I'll, I will say this is kind of an ideal developer mm. iPad, too. Like if you need to buy an iPad to test your software on. $330, you're going to be testing on... Well, actually, this is a little unfair because it's a very fast processor, but I was going to say like a standard iPad because if these roll out the way I assume Apple wants them to roll out, these will be the new standard iPad for at least a few years uh, and probably many more if they're making their way into a classroom. And so this will be a great one to pick up as a developer iPad. Nice and cheap, nice and fast, and uh, hopefully a lot of people will be using it. I think this will be my, this will be my, yeah, I'm going to buy one of these. In fact, I can buy one right now in rose gold. Um and uh <laughs> no not nice. rose gold just gold of course rose uh, gold i thought like yeah again it should have been a plastic ipad and it should have come in 10,000 uh, colors like the oh, wow. like the iphone 5c oh what a great device what exactly. a great device yeah so yeah tim cook he's like um, no operationally we can't do it <laughs> so i will say i think that the event went totally fine you know microsoft did an education event last year google do an education event again i mm-hmm. am I think what would have been a stronger message is having this new iPad that you can, you know, obviously give to your kids, do this whole thing. But I still think that in a world today where we have teachers that can't afford to buy pencils and staplers and pieces of paper, a $300 and $500 iPad with all the accessories for students isn't going to cut it unless, you know, the teachers are out there. So what I would have liked to see a final nod is some because the the bigger drive here here's the bigger drive by the way and what i liked about it is you can tell apple is making a play at the classroom they want to control the educational stream they also want everyone to learn swift they want everyone to become a developer and they want to push it as hard (laughs) as possible and they had huge playground type stuff and what what a great idea what a genius idea this is more of a play to get Mm -hmm. more people on our ecosystem through better education that's kind of an underlying it's underlying (laughs) it it definitely is which is totally fine everyone's doing it and the (laughs) problem is what i would have loved to have seen was they said hey listen for x markets we are going to subsidize ipads for 50 dollars a piece right that's true we didn't see that huh i didn't think of it but that's a good point yeah you'd like to see a little discount for india or something yeah. someone has a billion students that needs a i lot look of at these, inner city yeah. schools you know when when i visit some schools mm-hmm. and um i see that you know these are overcrowded rooms and there's i still think that these are the classrooms that need this type of educational stuff this the small cities the cities that you know that are struggling there to, to get yeah. they can't buy the books so can we get all the books on an iPad, you know, that's that's the benefit here is what if students never had to buy books because they had an iPad? And I think that is something that, sure. you know, they could have they could have just an extra oomph. not to say that it ruined the event. I just think that it would have <laughs> been would have been a cool, you know, win. Yeah. And I think I, I wanted to take a little exception to what we were talking about earlier about uh, sharing the iPads. Uh, when we were talking about the multi-user experience, I was not thinking 30 students and five iPads. I was thinking 30 students, 30 iPads, but they leave them in the classroom mm-hmm. overnight, which is a little sad. I would much prefer the future where every student just gets an iPad or, you know, a device, because I think personalizing things like that, learning a little bit of responsibility of ownership is, you know, a nice, important lesson. Um, it's just sad that financially we're not quite there where we can reliably do that for every student. So work our way up, but that's definitely the future I want to see is personal yeah, devices. 
where the family's not responsible for buying them. Because that's where the Chromebook lives today. I think for my niece, I think that part of their curriculum or whatever, like they pay, like at the beginning of the school year, they, they pay it and then it's her Chromebook for four okay. years or whatever. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's a very minimal, you know, $200 gets you the whole thing. Whereas I think you're right. I think because if the idea is that you're going to do all of your your schoolwork, all of your classroom work, everything on an iPad, you have to be able to take it with you. Um, and mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think you need that. And I think that, that it's going to be really hard for for, for th- schools to, to, to do it. I could be wrong. I don't know. I think you need that to learn the device, to be honest. If you actually mm-hmm. want to learn how to use these machines, you have to play with them. And I. And I'm including games even because that makes you use the device and you have to go explore the settings app and see what you break. You have to hit every single button and you're not going to do that in a classroom setting. You do that at night when you're watching a video and you're bored or something. Exactly. And you need that time. Yeah. Yeah. What did you, I mean, so overall your thoughts nailed it, crushed it. Amazing. I'm happy to see a very fast, cheap iPad because I mean... That, that, that's what the market needs. It's an, an amazing device. So the cheaper it gets, the more people that'll buy it, I'm happy. So <laughs> quite simply that. Class kit, like I mentioned, love it. Um, but otherwise, I wasn't too excited. I, I don't know if this is going to end the Chromebook revolution. I don't know if it's that big a competition. But personally, I was satisfied. Yeah. Good. Well, all right. I think that's going to do it for special edition Apple educational event. <laughs> you know, who thought that we would do it for an Whoa. educational event? But I think it impacts developers as a whole, not only with ClassKit, but you're right. If all of a sudden there's 50 million more iPads in the world or 100 million yeah. or 1 billion, well, guess what? That's a lot more people <laughs> yeah. that can play our apps on those devices. So Exactly. Yeah. All right, buddy. I think that'll do it until our regularly scheduled episode uh, next Monday. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Lots of recordings. Yeah, all the recordings. You can find us at MergeConflict.fm. Let us know what you think of the Apple event. Uh, just head over to our Twitter at MergeConflict.fm. So until next time, this has been another special edition of Merge Conflict. I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace.